Lord, to um, dig into your word. Open our eyes to the secrets and the mysteries in the letters of your word in the name of Jesus. And at the end of the day, Lord, we'll be better Christians, we'll be better preachers in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, technical, please, you help me with a roaming mic because it's supposed to be uh, a 100% inter interactive section. Uh, so, uh, Broshegun did a good introduction, uh, but he, he, he had a, a phonetic spoke, which probably someone, I'm very sure, especially the Sorosuke generation, uh, when we said it last week, maybe they've gone to research on it. So what exactly do we understand by the word apologetics? Uh, has anybody done a research on it? Anybody? Even the young ones. Okay, Joshua is not around. Okay, you want to Google it. Anybody done a previous research? Don't worry, we'll do... We'll, there's no right or wrong answer. We'll still go into all the Google and everything. Anybody has done a previous research on that? What is apologetics? Anybody? I thought, you, I thought someone raised their hand. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Being sorry or showing that you are sorry. Okay, apologetics, being sorry or showing that you are sorry. Okay. Any other definition? Okay, thanks to Google. Don't worry, don't Google it. <laughs> well, that's not the meaning of apologetics. Apologetics is, is taken from a Greek word called apologia uh, or apo and logos. Apologos or apologia. So uh, it's two words merged together. It just means from reason. Logos, you remember when we say biology, uh, study of of life. Um, what other logic do we have? Remind me now. Theology, sociology, psychology. So that logos there means study. So study of reasoning or from study, from reasoning. That's what apologetics means. Uh, that's the, the word itself. But the meaning when you say you are doing apologetics, it just means you are defending you are defending what you believe or a truth. So if we are doing Christian apologetics, what are we doing? Like, talk to me, we are doing what? So which means there are several apologetics out there. I can be doing engineering apologetics. You get my point? I can be doing banking. For instance, some people believe that bankers are, are 419. Uh, there was one of my big daddies that said that, Magbalono, only GPT Lamabanko, he just believes that when a banker comes to you with a loan, he, came, he has come to, to dupe you. So if someone is trying to educate a, a grandpa like that, that, ah, no, for instance, I think he collected a loan, a, a supposed business loan, to go and build a house. So they thought he, he, he thought he was going to use it for business, and in those days, they don't really do due diligence. So after a couple of months, they were already expecting... And you start preparing our loan now. Ah, me take parilevi. It is not house that we gave you money to do. So he thought that all bankers are 
419. So if someone is trying to defend, no, it's not like that. This is how we do it. This is the loan you collected. That's like defending um, something. So now, in Christianity, why do we need to defend the Christian faith? Why do we need to, to, to stand and talk? Is it even biblical? So we'll first look at apologetics from biblical point of view. And uh, I, I, we're going to really examine a, a couple of things. For instance, how many people have seen this, um, this thing on Twitter or something like that, uh, that God has not called you to win arguments? Have you seen it before? Uh, that, uh, God called you to win souls, not arguments. Is that correct? Where did that come from? Those are the kind of things we want to talk about today. So are we, because we are going to evangelize, can we argue, is it proper, is it improper? Is it biblical? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so please, it's going to be interactive, so I expect your questions as I'm doing, as I'm um, going ahead. So now, there is a particular definition I want us to write down here. Apologetics is a philosophical approach to the teachings and belief of Christian faith. It's a philosophical approach to the teachings and belief of the Christian faith by which Christianity is demonstrated to the reasonable. Now, I want us to write that down because of two things there. Number one, it is a philosophical approach to explaining the Christian faith. So, philosophy means uh, love of wisdom, like wisdom. So, is a, apologize, is, a, is a way of putting things down in a wise way to defend Christian faith in which the Christian belief is explained to the reasonable. So, which means if someone is unreasonable, there is every likelihood that there is no point trying to... Trying to, there is no point so that we can balance things. Once you know that someone is on that extreme, unreasonable side, there is no way, even if you tell the person one plus one is equal to two, and he says, No, we are bring one stick and bring another stick. How many sticks is this? It's two sticks. Is one plus one or two? No, it's still not two. You know that that person, there's no, there's no logic or reason you can do to that, that person. So it is very, that is very, um, uh, important. So before we go further, there are two ways in the Bible that apologetics is done and it is done in our days. Number one, you appeal to people's emotion or you appeal to their reasoning. You appeal to their emotion or you appeal to their reasoning. How do we appeal to people's emotion? Uh, for those of us who grew up in the 90s, the way you were preached to, if you were, if you were in SU days, uh, I hope someone can bear me witness. The way we were preached to then is that, my brother, if you don't accept Jesus, you are going to hell. You will burn. Fire will burn you. And because you are scared of fire, what do you do? Ha! Huh? The, the movies we used to watch in those days, my brother, you, you remember, the movies we were watching in those days were more of fear of hell than going to heaven. It was to build the fear of, ah, if you go to, if you don't believe, this is the kind of suffering that you will do. So, it is our emotions. But I've realized that these days, the children that we are born in these days, that emotional <laughs> blackmail in quotes, that emotional stuff, 
that our parents did for us. It cannot work. <laughs> it cannot work these days. These children, aside the children, even people these days, they now start, oh, bros, calm down. Let's explain it to me. Let's, let's reason together. So that is why um, the, the strategy that was used 20 years ago, 30 years, 40 years ago, the only thing people talk about, and you, and you know all those people that come to confess about uh, they've spent 999 years in the, in the water. The only thing they've come out to do is to appeal to your emotions. So it is, it is a way of, of doing apologetics, appeal to people's emotions. But it gets to a point that appealing to people's emotions may fail because you didn't give a reasonable um, or step-by-step -step concrete ways of how is this Christianity? Is God even God? Why did Jesus have to come? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Okay, so um, why do we need to do apologetics? Number one, the early church, I will give you several scriptures where Paul, Peter, the disciples, had to go all out to defend the Christian faith. Jesus himself um, also um, um, defended himself and said he is Christ. He mentioned, I mean, he's God. He even said he's God. We'll look, we'll look at that later. Um, so if not for the early defense in the early church, probably we would have had uh, what we call Christianity these days. If not that those people stood up in the book of Acts. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, we know the whole gospel, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, where, where books filled with defending that this Jesus is, is the Messiah. This Jesus is actually the one sent from God. John, um, let me just give you a little history here. Matthew, Mark, and Luke have written their gospels They've died. John was the last person that they've been killed. John was the last person that died among the apostles. So after several years, a lot of, um, uh, what do we call it? False teachings have entered Christendom. That was even what made John to write his gospel. If not for the gospel of John, maybe we wouldn't have been practicing Christianity today. Because some people believe that it wasn't Jesus that was crucified. And those teachings are coming up now. Some people believe that when they wanted to crucify him, the Christ, he accepted, that's an, one, one believed that when he, he, he has supernatural power, so he changed and used and turned his face to someone else's face. So the face of Jesus went to someone else. So the real Jesus escaped. They now, there was that person they carried and they crucified. That the person seemed like Jesus that they crucified. So that's symbolism. People, I have addressed people that thought that. They, they thought they were reading Rema. They didn't understand where that doctrine came from. Some people believe that, yes, it was that Jesus they crucified, but when he got to the cross, the Christ, the God part of him left. It was only the human they crucified. That is also, those are the things that were going on in the early church that John had to write that this Jesus, I ate with him, we ate with him, we, it was us, as in I, I face, face to face. So John, those, are, those were heavy defense that no, this Jesus is not one spirit that just appeared and disappeared. He was born. He was my brother. We ate together. This Jesus, he was part of us. 
So those are the early apologists uh, in the book of Acts. Paul and Peter, a lot of them, and Barnabas, they argued vehemently. So I'm going to show us where Paul um, uh, appealed to people's emotion and where he appealed to people's reasoning. So that we can see that he had, in fact, and we'll see the advantage and disadvantages of appealing to people's reasoning and appealing to people's emotions. Please, now, uh, someone should help us with the mic. Just get the mic and read uh, the following verses. So, Paul argued. Let's start with arguments. Um, Acts chapter 15, we'll read from verse 2. Then, someone should open to Acts chapter 9, we'll read verse 8. And another person, Acts chapter 28, verse 3. So, Acts 15, 2. Acts 19, 8. Acts 28, 23. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yeah. Arguing what? Vehemently. Vehemently argument. Is it, is it gentleman? Go ahead, sir. Finally. Real one. Yes, go ahead. Finally. Yeah. The church decided to send Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem. Yeah. Accompanied by some local believers. Yeah. To talk to the apostles. And elders about this question. The church sent the delegate to Jerusalem. Th thank you very much. Okay. So they were having issues of should Gentiles be circumcised or not before they believe. You, but it was a sharp argument. Let's go to 19.8. Acts 19.8. Yeah. Yeah. Disputing. Which other version do we have that says argument in that place? Dispute, yeah? Arguing persuasively, yeah. So, I, I wish we could read. Maybe let's read further. Go ahead, ma. For three months, so he was arguing persuasively for three months. Paul has problem, honestly. Sorry to say that. Because he argued to a point that they beat him up. The organized crowd. <laughs> let's, 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 don't worry. Don't, don't because of time. Uh, because I want us to start asking questions. 28, let's go to chapter 28, verse 23. Yeah. Yeah. To whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God. Yeah. Persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of law of Moses and out of the prophets. Okay, thank you. Hold, hold on, please. What's uh, persu that persuading? That, what, what version is that? King James. Any other version on that 28, 23? Acts. Yes, yes, sir. When they had set the day with him, they came in large numbers to his lodging. Yeah. And he fully set forth and explained the matter to them from morning until night, testifying to the kingdom Bros, of God. Bros, if, <laughs> if that guy can talk. Sorry, go ahead. You are still going ahead. But if someone is talking from morning till night, it's not because they were having a peaceful conversation, sir. Go ahead, sir. From morning till night. Yeah. And, okay, I'm trying to persuade them concerning yeah. Jesus, yeah. both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. God bless you, sir. Thank you very much. Let's go to Paul. That, so, those are several instances of Paul having heated exit. Even Jesus himself, when they were, when they were, when Jesus, and I think uh, John chapter 9, John chapter 9, the whole chapter, when Jesus and the Pharisees were having a hot argument about who he is. So Jesus told them, before Abraham was, but you know, who is your father? Abraham. Is that, uh, Abraham saw my days. And they laughed at him. They said, uh, 
How old are you? Is this what we know your father? And he said something. That's when you know that they knew what he was saying. He said, Before Abraham was, what did he say? Anybody, Bible students? Eh? Before Abraham was, I am. He didn't say, Before Abraham was, I was. Before Abraham was, I am. And if immediately he finished that, what did they want to do? They wanted to stone him. So they understood that he was claiming to be God. Because I am is the name of God. They understood that. The Pharisees understood that. So it was a hot. They, they reminded him of his father. You, you will know your mother now. Your mother, your mother that collected pregnancy because your father didn't want to disgrace your mother. He said, you, it is your, you, you are from your, of your father, the devil. That you are, your own father is the devil. You think you are Abraham's son. They had heated arguments. So we see the disadvantage of arguments and disadvantage of reasoning. Let's go to when Paul reasoned. Acts chapter 17, verse 2, and we'll go to also verse 17. Acts chapter 17, we'll read verse 2 and verse 17. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. He used the scripture to reason with the people. He used the scripture to have a, 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 a reasonable conversation. Verse 17, sir, the same chapter. He went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles. To reason, to reason, to discuss. Yes, let's go and to chapter 18, verse 4. He Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue, mm. trying to convince the Jews and the Greeks alive. Trying to, uh, there's, a, there's a version that says reason on that one as well. He reasoned in the synagogue. Yes. Reasoning. Talk. That one is no argument again. Let bring your points. I bring my points. Let's uh, calm down. We can even do it over a cup of coffee. Calm down. Let's <laughs> let's reason together. Let's go to another one. Um, Twenty-four. Okay, that's eighteen four, Abby. Let's go to eighteen verse nineteen. At the port of Ephesus, yeah, where Paul left the others behind. While he was there, he went to synagogue to reason with the Jews. To reason with the Jews, very good. And verse uh, chapter twenty-four, verse twenty-five. As he reasoned with them about about righteousness hmm. and self-control and the coming of day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now. As he did what? As he reasoned with them about As it. he reasoned, he, he laid down his points. That's to, uh, to the governor, Felix, now. He didn't, he's not emotional blackmail. He didn't say, Felix, you are not believing in the Messiah. You will die. <laughs> he, put, he laid down his points. That the guy himself, like, ah. He, he shocked you. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> he, he put down his points. Now, one of the disadvantages of, of, of reasoning is this, especially with people. Remember that the definition has that this is the way we explain it to the reasonable. Now, let's go to chapter 17. There are several places where he reasoned, and what happened after that was very bad. But let's go to chapter 17. You know, we said, verse 2, he, he went there to reason with them. Uh, let's just read from verse 3. Go ahead. He explained the prophecies and proved that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah. 
some of the Jews who listened were persuaded yeah. and joined Paul and Silas yeah. along with many God-fearing Greek men. Go, go ahead, yeah. go and ahead. quite a few prominent women. Yeah. But some of the Jews were jealous. Yes. So they so they gathered some troublemakers yes. from the marketplace to yeah. form a mob and start a riot. That's it. So when you have the unreasonable among them, this is these are the, some of the disadvantages. Because when you reason, you know it's it's common sense that even if you don't accept me, if you don't accept what I'm saying, it seems you, you don't have common, it doesn't make sense. That is the disadvantage. The Paul and Silas in the jail that we're talking about that the angel went to set them free. Why did they get into the, into the jail? They went to start, they were reasoning with people and uh, they, they went, they formed the mob and went to report them and they sent them to jail. So, those are some of the, those are some of the disadvantages. So now, why? How can we? If you if you want to reason, uh, like we said, you can still appeal to emotions, and you know all these kind of time will not permit me. I will have told you the reason why all those the tweet I said that God has called you to win, not to win arguments, but to win souls. Why do thinking like that come into Christian faith? There was a time that we now went to reasoning, only reasoning, reasoning. We left faith. So, some other people were now attacking Christian faith. They were attacking with another superior reasoning. So, the great apologists then were dying. So, their children really didn't know how to defend those things. So, everybody now, we left, now left reasoning. We now went to 100% faith. Ah, is this Bible I, I trust? That everybody now started, they, they didn't defend again. Whatever you say, mm, I shall believe that Jesus is the way. So there were no defense of Christianity. And that is what crept into the church till these days. That, oh, don't, don't argue. Don't do anything. If they throw anything at you, just say, God bless you and leave. But the issue is not that, the, the extreme is not that, oh, I must be talking about a reasoning. Tell, talk about your faith. Talk about your sense and leave faith. Now, Christianity is reasonable. It's a practical um, uh, uh, faith whereby we, can, we start explaining with reasoning and balance it with faith, end it with faith. A lot of us, especially when we're in school, the way you preach to people is that if you, if you accept Jesus into your life, you will pass. Or when you finish school, he will give you a job. But now, if that person now gets to UK, US, Canada, Whereby he doesn't need to pray to get a job. So what's the need for my Jesus, for your Jesus? That is why we lose some of our children when they travel abroad. Because it was appealed to emotions. A lot of things we pray about in Nigeria is because of government failure. If the government was not failing, you will not pray for light to come. Hey, God, please, don't, don't let Nepal take light today. He's not, do you understand? He doesn't need prayers. If it's normal. It's normal. Uh, I, I had my master's in UK. I remember that anybody that is coming, that went to Nigeria for holiday, when they get back, the first testimony they will come and give in church. We thank God for joining messages. We, ah, from Lagos, we went to our village. We went to do wedding or burial. God saved us. We came back safely. We didn't have accident. But they, they've never come to give testimony that they traveled inside UK and came back safely. They've never thanked God for it before. Because you will go, you will come back safely. There is no, you will go and come back. There will not, there's no rubber on the way. 
Do you understand? So if that is the reason, if that is the emotional blackmail that led people to Christ, by the time that's solved, that's why we see people in Nigeria say, ah, when they have money, they now forgot God. Because the reason why you pushed them to God was if you could serve this God, he will give you money, he will give you a job. So when the guy, you now see, because I do tell people, I've seen cultists who were first, who were first class students in my, in, my, in my school. For proper, bad, like devil's children, go, go, the ones that devil gave back to and named, the one go, 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 they were first class students. So if, if the only reason why I'm serving God is to have a first class, what's my, I'd rather go, <laughs> go and join the cult guy and, and have my first class. So when we, that's, that is their disadvantage of having it on just emotions and uh, it will give you this arousing on people's emotions. Why do we need to serve God? Why does even God, does even God exist? What is the, we've so, because people can ask you these days, does God exist? How do you tell someone, if someone asks you, how do you say God is God? Or why will you say God exists? Anybody? No right answer, no wrong answer, don't worry. Let's go. Hope we've started preparing our questions. What, do, how do you prove that God exists? I want, are you preaching to me now? How do you tell me that this God you are talking about even exists? Eh? eh there is God, though. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. Time, time, let's go. Where, where I would say, I yes, would sir. say, uh, nature explains that better. Beautiful. One, that's, one of the, that's one of the arguments that God exists. We, we have about six. But that's one. From nature. From nature. Uh, there's someone, someone posted something on one of the groups I am today. That we think that um, the trees and the vegetation produce uh, oxygen. Uh, about 85% of the oxygen we breathe in come from a plant in the ocean called phytoplanktons or something like that. And God put that there. That is, that is not just an accident. When you see some things that happen, when you see the way nature balances, there, is, there should be something higher that is behind all these things. In fact, science is the fathers of science. When they, the more they look at nature, the more they look at, uh, observe nature, the more they, they live in awe of God. Like, what? The intelligence that gathered this thing. If you, Ben Carson was saying something that we don't even, we've not even touched to know, to conquer half of the brain. The neurosurgeons have not gotten to even understand the brain. That the brain is, so if you know, understand what God has put in us, if you understand how God has made us, you know that there are some things, uh, our mothers will know this, if you want to test your waist size, what do you do? You put it on your neck. So your, neck, your waist is twice your neck. And as you are growing, it keeps growing like that. You know the size of your feet is this place. This is your shoe size. From here to here. This bone here is the same thing from your toe here to the back. Do you understand? And your height is, I think your height is, your, is from here to here. Do you God, is, God is a scientist that designed everything in total. You will wonder that have you tried to, okay, we looked at the, the people that they are giving oxygen. How much, is, how much do they call oxygen per hour now? Eh? Yes, sir. 25,000 per hour. 
one of our lecturers, one of the babas, he said, you know, all those people that are growing old, he said some, one, some of his friends go for dialysis to urinate twice in a week. How much is a session of dialysis? To go and urinate. And God puts kidney in you to process that on its own. So when we see what, what science will try to even replicate, if, it, if someone's kidney gets bad, the process science will take to try and replicate it's not the same thing, no, but they're just replicating the process of kidney. You understand that there is God in between this. That's very good. So number one reason, nature around us tells us. What other thing tells us that, that there is God? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go. History, yes. What about history? That's a very good one. Yeah, history is a very good one. But how? History, like how? No, that is a, is a, is a good point. Let's go. No, now, history, history is, you want to say something? History in the sense that when you look at what has happened over a thousand years, you know that some things that are happening now, we cannot really appreciate God in it. It is when we read the story of David, or when we read the story of Babylon, that we understand that God had been here. God had to place Joseph here to preserve his generation so that they can do this, so that they can... So when you look at the span of history, you know that God had always been in the affair of man. He had always been there. But for instance, when the Israelites were in, the, uh, in, the, in Egypt for 400 years, they cannot, at that time when it is happening, some of them died in Egypt. They cannot really under appreciate what God was doing. They can't understand. They won't even believe that God was in the whole story. But when we look at the whole history together, oh, over generations, oh, God, that is why God had to do this. God had told Abraham that his generation would be in slavery for 400 years. But he had to put his, Abraham's grandson, great-grandson, sell to slavery. Okay, he had to pass through that so that he can get to prison, so that he can come to prime minister, so that he can save his people, so that the people can be called out and become a nation. So when you look at the, our whole history, you understand that no, 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 no. God had been there. It is God that has been planning that. Very good. So you, you've given me two out of six. Let me have one more. and I'll give you the remaining three. Anybody? Uh, yes, but you can't prove that. You can't prove that. Because if you tell someone vision and revelation, you are the one that has a vision. I didn't have a vision. So tell me. I, did I have a vision? You want to tell me you have a vision. So how, how do I believe you? Do you? We want to tell someone, an, an outside that, that God exists. Yes? Yep, you, that's personal to you. I can't feel your personal experience. Yes? Daily event. We've talked about it like history. We've talked about it also as nature. Yes? Feelings, I, you, it's the feeling is yours now. <laughs> I don't feel your feeling. Yeah. Eh? I didn't get it. The Bible. I don't believe your Bible. 
I don't even know that Bible exists. Okay, maybe because all of us, the people that we are preaching to, they know that Bible exists. I've not even heard about the Bible before. And I don't believe that God exists. So how do you tell me that God exists? We've talked about nature. Yeah? Who, who does something supernatural? You or... Okay, is it Superman? Does Superman believe that God exists? Or Spider-Man? <laughs> okay, yes, sir. Sir? Prophecy. Eh, you are still talking to a fellow Christian who believes that prophecy even exists. We're talking about someone that doesn't... Have you met people that don't even believe that God exists? Anybody? Have you met anybody that doesn't even believe that God exists? We're not talking about Jesus now. God, 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 God. He doesn't even believe that the God exists. Do you understand? And, and I, I was, I was uh, uh, the first time I, I met Scientologists. Scientologists are people who worship science. Their religion is science. And we had a reasoned discussion. And I had to tell him that you have more faith than me. You have more faith to believe in science than it takes to believe in God. I don't want to go scientific here. The guy believes Charles Darwin's theory. Charles Darwin said that we came from monkey. You've never, you've, you yourself, you've never experienced evolution. You've never seen a bacteria, the smallest, the smallest uh, living thing. You've never seen it change in kind. And you still believe it. So the, the faith that requires you to believe Charles Darwin that you didn't see his brain is bigger than it takes to believe that God exists. You can see the moon, you can see the stars, you can see the... It's, it's bigger. The guy looked at me like, okay. I mean, I don't even require this much from you to, to, be, to come to this side. And the guy looked at me like, wow. Like, <laughs> Do you understand? Those are reasoning. So, okay, let me just tell us the six. Life. life and that's nature. Well, let's just go. Don't worry. Let's just go. Number one. Um, this is a bit scientific. Um, argument from cause and events. And effects. So every cause, we believe that so, nothing just happens in life. Nothing just happens. If something moves in, in physics, if something will remain at a place of rest until an external force acts on, acts on it to move. So the, to every cause, there's an effect. So which means to if I if I push you, that you will move. Action and reaction. Thank you, sir. So something not. Something doesn't just come out of nothing. It's a principle of life. You, there must be an external thing that acts on that thing to either move, start working, do something. It must be an external, external force. So the world cannot just come to just appear. There must be something outside it that causes it to appear. And people that believe in big, big, big bang theory, I want to believe that they also believe in this in the Bible. Because they, they just believe that the world just came with a big bang. Bang! And it, and it came to world. What can produce that kind of a big bang other than the word of God? If you read, if you read the, uh, Genesis 1-3, the message translation, I love that translation. It said, uh, God said, light, and light appeared. It's only God that can speak that kind of like light, and boom, big bang. So they're still coming to that cause and effect. There was something there was, hey, there was something behind the existence of the world. 
there's something in, in every, even in the world, you cannot, nothing can happen without something causing it to happen. So, love, cause and effect, that's number one. Number two, argument from our conscience. So, like man's innate knowledge of God. Why do you think people that don't even believe that God exists, they will go and carry something in the wood and start pouring oil on it? Our forefathers will just, will just carry stone and start pouring salt on it. Why? There is something in man that wants to that believe that there is something supernatural. Do you understand? So, God has created that when he breathed in us, he has created that consciousness in us. Number three, then I'll take your questions or comments. Argument from nature. We've said that. Um, we've, I've, I've explained that. Then argument from history. I've also explained that. That's number four. Number five, argument from human soul. Man has a soul which science believes but have not been able to prove Science believes we have a soul because we dream. Do you understand? How, the, the science says that, they told us that the maximum, the longest dream takes two minutes. But in that your two minutes dream, you dream that you went, you traveled to, to <laughs> you came back, you, you argued, you, you ate, you played ball. You did your 30 seconds or one minute dream. So science believes that there is a human soul, but they cannot prove it. So, that tells you that there is something behind the existence of soul. Argument from the soul of a human being. Um, because that's, we have a mind. Um, we have a lot of... So let's, let's just go ahead. Um, uh, then, uh, that's number six, right? Yes, argument from... Then number six, argument from the scriptures. We've, I've talked about the human soul, right? I've talked about history. Then number six, argument from the scriptures. And of course, the scriptures tell us that God exists. So those are the six, uh, six um, arguments that God exists. Okay, can I take, let's, let's just, is, is, is Jesus God? Let, so let, let's, let's start this discussion with this then. I'll, I'll take your questions. And uh, So is Jesus God? Or two, I'll ask you two questions. Which one should we take first? Is Jesus God? Then question number two, why do evil exist if there is God? If God is really God, why do we have Boko Haram killing everybody? Is your God not seeing it? Why can't, why can't God just come and stop Boko Haram? Why does God allow evil to exist? So which one should we answer first? Is Jesus God or, or why does evil exist if, God is, if there is God? Eh? Talk now. Is Jesus God? Okay, anybody, tell me. Is Jesus God? Okay, so he's not God. He's the son of God. Is that what you are saying? You know, is Jesus God? <laughs> let's, let's talk, let's talk. Don't worry. I, I want us to have this conversation so that when we get out there, we, we, if we have confidence, we can reason with people and we win more souls, especially in this generation. Let's go. Is, Jesus is not God. Okay. 
Who believes that Jesus is God? Okay, one, two, three. Why? Four. Why do you, Mary, why, do, why is Jesus God? Or prove to us that Jesus is God. John 1 1, yeah. Okay, and the word was God. Uh, yes, and the word was Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember that. Okay. Yeah, so that's that scripture should have been the word came into the world and the word was God. Okay. So and Jesus was talking himself as the word, so yes, Jesus is God. That's a good one. That's another another reason why we say why we think Jesus is God. Let me, t- let me tell you how important this question is. The only thing that distinguishes Christianity from other religions is that we believe that Jesus is God. Muslims believe that Jesus is a true prophet. They, Muslims believe that Jesus is coming back. They believe that Anubi Isa is coming back. They believe in the rapture. They believe Jesus is a prophet. Every, we, they believe, uh, even uh, if our worshippers they don't believe that Jesus is God. That's the only thing that makes us Christians. That's the only thing that makes Christianity Christianity. In Ifa, in Ifa, eh? in Ifa um, uh, mythology, Eledumare is God. So Ifa believes that they cannot, they cannot approach Eledumare directly. So they have to go through Ella. Ella is the son of Eledumare, according to Ifa mythology. And if you, I mean, we used to say something in, in, in secondary school in those days, they say, Ella Loro. It is, it is, they are saying that word is Ella, which is the son of Oludumare. So there's Jesus in Ifa mythology, but they don't just believe that that Ella is God. So the only thing that differentiates us, if we cannot prove to someone that Jesus is God, you cannot prove Christianity. That's the only thing that differentiates us from other faiths. And there's a, there's a shadow of Jesus in every faith. I can tell you. In Hindu, there's a shadow of Jesus. In Greek, there's a, there's a Greek God that they believe that died, that was foolish enough to just die. That is so powerful, but is foolish enough to die. Uh, and they just killed him like that. There's a Greek God that, like that. But they don't believe that that is also God. So, we need to be able to, this is just, this is Christianity. So that's one reason. How, which other reason? Which other reason do we say Jesus is God? Oh, yeah, 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 let's talk, let's talk. The Trinity, what, is, what about the Trinity? Okay, I will, I will, let me quickly, uh, let me just address that so that because some people, some people will tell you that the Trinity is not in the Bible, which is true. <laughs> but the concept of the Trinity in the Old Testament uh, we didn't have the Trinity. We had the Godhead. Those, we believe that those were, were the people that God was speaking to in, in Genesis 1.26, that come let us make man in his image. And the Spirit of God was always coming and going in the Old Testament. Do you understand? In the New Testament, the Word came, which is Jesus. And Jesus told us that when we are going to baptize people, because people will tell you, show me where there is Trinity in the Bible. When Jesus was saying, you go make disciples of me, baptizing them in, talk to me, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that gave us the concept of Trinity. But there's no word, Trinity, in the, in the Bible. Do you understand? So Jesus, if that can come out of the name of the mouth of Jesus himself, that this is how we should baptize. Baptize them in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that gave us the concept of Trinity. Do you understand? But that is not, uh, that is not, yeah, maybe we can say that, that proves that Jesus is God. Maybe, yeah. Yes, I understand what you are saying, but I'm telling you that someone will come and tell you, someone will come and tell you that, show me in the Bible where there is Trinity. So, be prepared for that. Jesus mentioned Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's where we got the concept. And in the whole Testament, that Godhead, come let us make man in our image. If Jesus says it's the word, the word existed in the beginning. That is the word that God spoke. And the spirit of the Lord also existed in the beginning. The Bible says the earth was without form. And the spirit of God hovered over the water. So the Trinity had also existed at the beginning. So, but that word itself, Trinity, doesn't exist or didn't appear in the Bible. Uh, there was also, uh, I'm, I'm going to, so that I don't forget this, I'll, I'll get other points. There was also a, a man, a, an imam or a sheikh that was criticizing Christianity and says that if you can show me, because the Quran says the name of, my, of this book shall be Quran. That if you can show me anywhere in the Bible that the Bible says the name of this book shall, called, shall be called Bible, I'll give my life to Christ. And nobody could answer him. And I, 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 I just found that maybe, maybe it was among Muslims. I don't think it was. I think a baby Christian should even be able to say that. What is the, the meaning of the Bible? No. What is the meaning of Bible? Eh? No, yeah, don't, don't, don't go too spiritual. Let's be literal. What's the meaning of Bible? Eh? You are too spiritual. You people are spiritual. Bible just means book. Bible just means book. It just means book. So it's like saying that a chemistry textbook should say that my name is chemistry textbook. Then you believe that chemistry exists. That, in fact, the, the, his argument was the most stupid. I wish I was in, in that class. I would floor him. Are you sure you're a shake? You went to school. Are, are you kidding me? That's the most stupid I can give you. I, do you understand? The Bible just means book. The Holy Bible. The Holy Book. Simple. <laughs> Do you understand? Because someone may listen to that guy on the internet and come and want to show you. Yeah, that's very, very, very trivial argument. So why is Jesus God? Why will you say Jesus is God? Okay, yeah. Resurrection proves that Jesus is God. A lot of people died and rose again. Lazarus died and was raised by Jesus, but Lazarus died back. Do you, do you understand? Apostle Balala rose, raised a lot of dead people. Those ones will still die back. Do you understand? But Jesus was the only one that died and rose again and never died again. So that shows Jesus is God. Okay, because of time, let me just... Anybody wants to tell us? Yeah? Okay, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's just go. Let me just um, quickly just list it here. Number one, Jesus, Jesus commands and accepts worship. Jesus commands and accepts worship. If you remember, uh, if you've read this, uh, the book of um, the book of Revelation, and the Bible 
and the Bible talked about an angel appearing to John. And John bowed down to worship the angel. What did the angel say? Don't worship me. Don't bow down for me. So Jesus accepted worship. They worshiped. They bowed down for him. He accepted it. He, that's one. Number two, he asked us to pray in his name. So Jesus commanded that we should pray in his name. Jesus forgave sins. He claimed the things that only God could do. He forgave sins. He asked that man, uh, that one, the lame, I mean, the crippled man came to him. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. And the, the Pharisees were thinking, not even saying, thinking in their heart, that, who is this one to forgive sins? He said, I know what you are thinking. Which one is easier? Should I say he should carry his, 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 his uh, work or his sins are forgiven? So he, he, didn't, he didn't apologize for forgiving sins. So it's only God that can forgive sins. So he claimed to be God. He forgave sins. Um, uh, okay. And he demonstrated power over supernatural forces, uh, which only belong to God. Uh, and Jesus claims to be the Messiah. Okay. I think that's all. Uh, then he also claimed to, he will resurrect the dead on the, on the last day. So Jesus claimed himself to be God. Um, he equated himself to God. He forgave sins. He accepts worship. He asks us to pray in his name. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's, um, let's just quickly go to why does evil exist? Anybody? Why does God allow evil to happen in our world? If he's a good God. Someone, one, one young man has told me uh, a couple of weeks ago that the God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New Testament. That the God of the New Testament will not allow evil and things like that to happen. And a lot of things are happening these days, especially to our young people. If you don't really allow them to ask these questions. So, why does evil exist in the world if God is good? If you claim you, you are going to, to preach to someone that God is good, he's your, he died for you, and he's like, this is your good God, is allowing too much evil. Anybody? Wonderful. Hmm. Please. Thank you very much, sir. You just nailed it. Proverbs 19, verse 3. Proverbs 19, verse 3. Anybody? Uh, yeah, I'll take all questions. Don't worry. Together. So once, once we finish this, I'll take all your questions and contributions. Please just put it down so that you don't forget. Oh. And everybody. Proverbs 19, verse 3. Yes. Yes, sir. No, I want somewhere, uh, I want another version that says, any other version? Let me read from here. Proverbs 19.3. Uh, there's a version that says, a man uh, acts foolishly, yet blames God for it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That's it. That's it. People, we do things. If you, if you look at the law of Moses in the, in the Old Testament, the kind of things that God said we should not eat. Don't eat fat. Don't eat this fat. Don't do this. If you look at those things, or wash your hands, do, do this is what you do after this. They are just hygienic, healthy living, healthy eating. Don't, uh, one of my bosses, I, I used to work for him a long time ago, he just told me that his sugar in the Bible 
It's only honey that is in the Bible. Don't take anything that is not in the Bible. Don't only take honey. And, uh, and uh, in all fairness, sugar will kill you. Sugar will give you diabetes. Honey will not give you diabetes. Do you understand? So a lot of things that God asks us not to take or to take are for our own benefit. But now, so people, people ruin their lives and then blame God for it. Now, I want to read this to you. Number one, man is responsible for sin coming, sin and death coming into the universe. It is our own responsibility. But what I want us to do, look at is, evil is inherent in the risky gift of free will. Evil is inherent in the risky gifts of free will. So, as God gave us free will, <laughs> that gift is risky. In that way, free will, because God will not force you to do right or wrong. He said, I have placed before you life and death. Choose life. But someone can say, yes, God, you know, yes, I know you said I should choose life. But I'm choosing. God will not force you. So, that free will, gong, 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 that we have, eh, has package the needs evil because we are the ones that it is the free will of man that allowed sin into the world in the first place praise the lord so it is our and okay let me just read a few points i put here uh, number one you should know that adam was innocent but was not virtuous adam was create, created innocent but was not virtuous so um, let me just read a, a few ones. So, man is responsible for sin and death coming to the universe. It is our responsibility. There is presence of Satan on this universe. Satan is on this universe. That is evil. In fact, when, when, when the Bible says about Satan being cast into the earth, the writer was saying, I weep for the, whoa, you this guy is, ah. So, Satan is here on this earth. Um, evil is inherent in the risky gift of free will. Um, much of the suffering in the world can be traced directly to evil choices that men and women make. Some, but not all, sufferings are allowed by God, either as judgment or punishment. So we need to also balance that. Uh, and God has an enemy in Satan who is free to walk is evil deeds until the final judgment by God. So, those are the things, the reasons. Number one is our responsibility, actually. But some of the sufferings are allowed by God as a sign of punishment or judgment. Praise the Lord. I hope we've learned one or two things today. I hope we've learned one or two things. So, if you have this confidence, then read the Bible, study the word study the word, then you will have the confidence. Because nowadays, people don't want to, don't worry, don't quote John 3, 16 for me, don't worry, let's talk, especially these children of these days. Maybe our father's age mate, you can still be doing the emotional one with it. They will tell you, some of these people who are sinners or who are unbelievers, don't let me use the word sinners, who, who are not churchgoers, they read the Bible more than us. And they read the Bible to critique. The reason why they are reading the Bible is not, is not to seek. They want to, these Christians, I want to shoot. I want to hook them here. I want to hug your belief. Is there. So, if you read the word, and with prayers, of course, you see what uh, uh, will be done. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Okay, questions? 
I hope we all we have more questions. Or what you feel uh, I need to shed more light on. Yes, sir. Yeah, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God. And uh, when we look at the life of King Saul, after he messed up, the Bible made us understand that the Spirit of the Lord left him. And evil spirit from the Lord descended upon him. Now, looking at the first Bible verse that I quoted, that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Yeah. And the second one, evil spirit from the Lord. Does that mean that yeah. God has both the evil side and, and the, the good, good side? side? Beautiful question. Thank you very much, sir. Now, the, 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 the way I, I, I look at things like that is, the Bible says uh, in Psalm 24, Psalm 24, uh, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted, that the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle, lift up your head, O ye and be lifted, O ye everlasting, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts is the king of glory. Yoruba translation says, A lot of us misinterpret that to mean the Lord of angels or the Lord of the light. The Lord of hosts, means anything that can jagun is God over them. And Daddy Adeboye gave a testimony. I think I've shared it here before. He said, in those days when he was still living in Moshi, they used to go and do outreach, uh, evangelism to the area boys. Some of them will accept, some of them will collect your Bible, use it to wrap his bow, and things like that. So he was coming from church one evening, one night. Police stopped him, uh, asked for particulars, asked for extra tire, asked for everything. Everything is complete. They said, okay, can't go until you bribe us. I'm a pastor, I cannot bribe you. Ah, you know, you are, you are not going. So uh, the area boys just say, ah, ah, that's Zavala. Hey, what are you doing, Zavala? So the other boys just say, ah, leave my baba. Before you know it, they just carried the bus to Gra. <laughs> so the, the police ran away. God used area boys that have not given their life to Christ. The Lord of hosts used a Adomogu, a warrior that can fight. That's the person that God wants to use at that time. Do you understand? So God used because it's, it's God overhaul. And Satan is not the opposite of God. God is above Satan. He uses Satan for his will. There was a time that people were saying that NIV, the author, of, I mean, the publisher of NIV is a Satanist and things like that. You know, I, I laugh at those. Let's even say it is possible, it is true. God is using a Satanist to preach the gospel. <laughs> like, God is using Satan to spread the gospel. <laughs> You understand? God is using Satan himself. If you are worshiping Satan, I will use, still use you for my... Let's even say the guy is a Satanist. I, do, I don't know, but let's assume he is. God is using Satan to spread gospel. There's also another story I heard about a woman who called into a Christian radio station that she's hungry, she doesn't have anything to do it, and she's a poor widow, she's a Christian, that anybody that the Lord is touching should please come to her rescue. She gave her house address. So, a Satanist... A rich guy, a Satan is head. I say, I want to prove to this woman that her God is not real. So he told the secretary, buy any, everything edible by, by mouth, anything, load everything, drop it to this address. But make sure you tell the woman that it is Satan. Go, 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 go. Not me. That is Satan that is bringing this, not even God. So Immediately, the, 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 there was a knock on the old lady's door. Ah, thank you. Ah, thank God. God, you're born. 
collected everything. How do you, secretaries are like, don't you want to know where this came from? Say, no, 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 it doesn't matter. When God speaks, even Satan obeys. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, God has to show that Satan to God. <laughs> Go and be the leader of my son, of my daughter. So, God is the Lord of hosts. And he can use any of the hosts for his purpose. As a messenger, he can use a demon to come and bless you. If your guy, if your boss is in the occultic, the Lord of hosts can go and speak in the occultic things to promote that guy. Ah, uh, you, let me, I'm not, stories are just coming to my head. You remember The Gods Are Dead? Uh, Monzaion movie. Let me just, for those of us who have not seen that movie, there was a, a, an evangelist or a missionary that went to a, to a village to preach. And you know, when he got to the village, he started preaching, they just arrested him. That, we'll give you the last one. They took him to the palace. If you come back to this village, you will sacrifice you to our gods. We are not joking here. And you know, the Bible says, where you share good news, and they say you should go. Shake the dust of your feet. He guys shook the dust of his feet, and he said, as he was going, he got to the entrance of the town. God told him that, no, 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 your assignment is not done. Ah! Bros, yeah, eh, bonkers, did you hear what they said? They will kill you, sacrifice you to God. So he said, okay, just he stayed at the entrance of the town. He was sleeping on trees. He could, there's nothing to eat. He can't come back, go into, inside the town, wash out fasting. After three days, the guy just, ah, God, is this how I will die? I'm hungry. Please make provision. Make provision for me. Da, 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 da. So immediately he finished that prayer. Immediately, the son, the prince, the crown prince fell ill. Ah, they went to call the chief priest. And the chief priest asked if I, what should, ah, that if I said, ah, this boy will die, except you do this sacrifice. Okay, what is the sacrifice is small now. What is the sacrifice? Akara, echo, with cooked yam and oil and salt. And go and carry it and put it under the tree. That tree that the man, the evangelist is sleeping. Go and put it under that tree. When you drop it, don't look back. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and they brought the akara and echo, everything, they put it there. And as they left like this, ah, the guy came down. Father, I thank you for this. <laughs> so the Lord of hosts went to speak through their oracle to meet the need of his son. And that was even what even brought evangelism into that because Bros finished eating everything in that place he slept off. <laughs> so he said, I was not eating in three days, he slept off. So he slept beside the sacrifice, slept off like that. And God showed him the names of the seven gods and the, the eulogies of the gods of that land and why they worship, how they worship him. So, as he was dreaming in that, in that dream, that's how the hunters saw him. They wanted to shoot him. Ah, you heard the, the sacrifice of the god. I said, did you see me eat it? Oh, he said, lie, let's go to the king's palace. So, he went to the king's palace. And you know, he just had a dream, fresh. All the names of the god were fresh in his head. When they told him, and the, the prince now died. Ah, KBC was the one that had the sacrifice that allowed the prince to die. He said, did you see me eat the sacrifice? No, we didn't see him, but we saw you beside the place. What if I told you that he's Orisha Gbogbon, that he was even distributing the sacrifice to this Orisha, to this Orisha, to this... So the king was like, ah, how did you know the names of our gods? And that was how the Lord of hosts entered that community. And he prayed for the, the prince, the prince came back to life. So God can use anybody, including demons. Trust me, God can use anybody. The Bible says in the book of Revelation 
uh, when the judgment of God was coming upon the people that missed rapture. He said, and the angel in charge of the waters gave glory to God. And I'm looking at, who is the angel in charge of water? Is it not the person who will come and meet water? Abi, is it not Yehoshu or Yemoja? He gave glory to God that your judgment is true. I think it was when the, uh, God turned out the water to blood. The mammy water came and said, Glory, oh, Baba, Twali, oh. Glory to God, oh, your judgment is true. It's good. It's, you, you must do this to these people. So God is Lord over all. Over all. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Any other question? Yes, sir. man has, if we go back to the book of Genesis, when God commanded that man should not eat from the um, tree of the knowledge of good and evil is that man has a flawed knowledge of what is good and what is evil. We, we have, every day we are always judging this is good, this is evil. Every day. This is right, this is wrong. Man has that flawed. God did not design man to mm. judge good and evil. His intention is that man would hear directly from him, and it is God that will say this is good, this is evil. But by eating that, that we started, mm. man, man has his own judgment. So, so I think that's, that's the issue. That's why when we hear demons, we think demon is, is, is evil. evil. So, so it is God that has the judgment of good and evil. We, we, yes, if you might be doing some things, it looks good to you, but it is evil. Yeah. It is evil. Yeah. So that's why the Bible says there's a way that sin right, right. to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. So I'm just saying that to corroborate what um, what has been saying. Even the devil, see Job. I think we said that in the Sunday school review. There are some spiritual orchestration arrangement that we don't understand. They said the children of God were guided, uh, the sons of God were guided, and yeah, Satan, Satan came. came along. That means there is there is a kind of interaction in the, in the, in the spiritual realm. Yes, between these demons. And and I I remember there's also another story in the Bible when I think Ahithophel, when God wanted to um, Use him against uh, Absalom. Absalom. And they said there was an angel of lie or something, or deception that came from, from, from God. Ahab. That so was Ahab. So, yeah. okay, Ahab, right. Mm. So, it's, we have a flood. That's why we need to always trust God to, to, to guide us. We have a flood. Human being, we have a flood mm. judgment of what is good mm. and what is evil. Mm. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' Amen, name. amen. Thank you very much. That's, that's very, thank you, sir. Uh, questions or contributions? Okay. Okay. Any other question? Okay. Someone will do your lenta lafa. Go ahead. It's just like calling it book. You understand? Bibliography. You understand? Is a is a Greek. Uh, like bibliography means list of books used. So that biblio in it, Jonathan, just it's like saying this is a com this is a combination of books. Now the Bible itself, we should understand this. I I've, I wanted to raise. Thank you, thank you even for that question. Um, you know the Quran is 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 written by one person. It's a mono author uh, uh, book by Muhammad. Now the Bible is written over 3,000 years. Moses wrote Genesis to Deuteronomy, the first five books, about 3,000 BC or so. So 
Authors, a lot of people wrote, wrote, wrote over 3,000 years, over civilizations, till the time of Jesus and then even after the time of Jesus. And if people can write on a topic across 3,000 years and it's still pointing to something, you know it is not ordinary. Do you understand? On, there's no, uh, there's something in science or in research that is called peer review, which means if I did do a research now and claim that Lagos is no longer in Nigeria, eh, before that research is accepted to be true, my colleagues in that field will review it. What, how, how did you come to say Lagos is no longer in Nigeria? What method did you use? So if they see that, oh, but when, <laughs> but if my other peers reviewed it, looked at my methodology, oh no, this guy is saying true, it will be accepted. So if peers across 3,000 years are writing and they are pointing towards the same direction, do you know that it, there is God involved in that? It's not just ordinary. Do you understand my point? So, but the, the combination of it, because at, at that time, each book of the Bible is just a scroll. The prophecy of Isaiah is just a scroll. So you just go and read Isaiah. When you go to the temple, you just read Isaiah. You close it. You can now go and read uh, the history of uh, maybe First Kings and go and read it in another scroll. So they, they put everything together and call that book, holy book. Do you understand? The whole book of all those scrolls, letters here and there brought it together, and they now named that combination of books the Holy Book. So it's, that's the Holy Bible. Bible is just book. Do you understand, ma? Do you get my point, ma? Eh? Okay, okay, ma. Yes, ma. Okay. Not Christians, um, that is, that is idolatry because that, the Bible is against it. Do you understand? God said, thou shalt not bow unto any graven image. So, uh, worshipping of anything other than God is not, Christian, is not Christianity. Do you, do, I, I, I'm coming, ma. I'm coming, ma. Have you seen Jehovah's Witness? Have you, have you read their Bible? Your Bible is almost like our Bible. They just, <laughs> just twist. Yes, ma'am. If you're saying that No, we don't believe in him. We believe in Jesus. Yeah. We believe in his ministry. We believe in his calling. No, 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 no. You're not getting it. No, no, no. That's not Catholicism at all. That's not Catholic at all. 
No, no, no. No, hold on, hold on. Let's have one. Let's have one house. Thank God that we're even going into Catholicism. We, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll just release a little bit of truths about that. Let's go, sir. A microphone. Stay. I'll go and stay outside the campus. I will live there for like weekend. So she has then she has, I think uh, yeah, Catholic. So I was going to Catholic. So I asked them one day, ah, this Mary, and she told me that when the, the first miracle Jesus did, what did it happen? What, what, what happened? And how did it happen? That they they used the mother of Jesus. To get Jesus' attention. And that is the reason they are going through Mary to pray to God. So it's not that they are worshiping Mary. They know that, they believe that, uh, just no man now, if your dad wants to beat you, if you can go to your mother to beg him, he will, he will surely at least understand. So it's not that they are worshiping Mary, but they, in their own, like what to say, where we started from now. Apologetic, Abby. They are just using that one to defend their faith. But they, they believe in Christ, too. They believe in Christ. But they are just using it as a way to reach the heart of God. It's not that they believe in Mary or they worship Mary. Eh, it's, no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's have other contributions. <laughs> Hallelujah. Was that um, Jesus came through Mary, so they are like, oh, that almighty Jesus, if he would come through Mary, should we not celebrate that source through which he had come from? So they used the word honor, or that was what I was told. They said they honor him, they do not, I mean, they honor her, they honor Mary, they do not worship Mary, but they worship God and they pray in the name of Jesus. After all their prayer, you know, said, they say, in Jesus' name we pray, just the way we also do. Okay. Praise God. That have you, have you, I have you ever wondered why in a, in a military or a government parastata, you have the Christian, the Muslim, and the Catholic? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that? You have a chapel, maybe in Hassle Rock, you have a chapel for Christians, you have a mosque for Muslims, and you have a church for Catholic. Why is Catholic and Christian not, not merged together? Have you thought about that? But let's have other contributions. We'll, we'll go into Catholicism today. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Um, now, what we are talking about is, is, is not different from the way Muslims also claim to worship Jesus. So, do Muslims believe in Jesus? Absolutely. They believe he also came to the world, and they believe that he's one of the prophets. They believe we are serving the same God. It's like saying that Muslims too are worshipping God. So, therefore, we can all go to heaven together. Now, I want us to be clear about something. When Jesus came, he said, um, God has not ordained either this place or that place to worship but whoever will worship God, will worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. 
Now, we may claim that they are all worshipping God in their own ways. But if you are not worshipping God the way he has designed to worship, and then you are designing your own way of worship, then you are missing it. Now, right from the Old Testament, you know what Jeroboam did? Alright, Jeroboam did not tell the people not to worship God. He only changed the manner of worship. So he said, instead of going to Jerusalem, if you go to Jerusalem, you might now become loyal to the king that is at Jerusalem. Stop going to Jerusalem. Let me build an image for you. And at that image, I will appoint priests and prophets of that altar. And you will go to that altar to worship the same God. And then it became a sin to him that God cursed the house of Jeroboam forever. God wiped out the entire Jeroboam family. Why? Because they were worshipping God not the way he has designed to be worshipped. God totally told them that thou shalt not make a graven image. Now, whether the graven image is of God himself, and they were telling them that, did you see any image of God? No. What do Catholics do? They clearly have an image of Mary. Even this image of Jesus that we have, you are not to worship this image because this picture is not the picture of Jesus. This picture is a picture of an actor. This is not, so we don't use any image. We're clearly told this is not, this is how I want to be worshipped. If you worship me, otherwise, you are not worshipping me. That is what God has said. So let us not, otherwise, we would, we, we would lose out on the true worship of God. As well, Jehovah's Witnesses, who do they be? Who is Jehovah? Jehovah is God. But if you read Hebrews 1 1, he said, four times God has spoken to us through prophets, but now he has spoken to us through who? Through his son. He said again two times when Jesus was baptized, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. At transfiguration he said, hear ye him. He has given us whose name? Only the name of Jesus. So there are so many evidences in the Bible that the only way we should worship God is through Jesus. Any other thing any other embellishment that people are putting today, let us not accept it. Let us show them what the Bible has said. Instead of accept, because God is not going to take it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, let's have you, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, let me just read from the Catholic doctrine. I have it here. So, let me read. Part of the doctrine is, there's what we call the devotion to the virgin. Mary and the saints. It's not only the Virgin Mary, but they also reference their saints a lot. Not only Mary. So let me just read from there. The Catholics believe that the church, um, community of Christians, that, that's what church means, exists both on earth and in heaven simultaneously. And thus, the Virgin Mary and the saints are alive and part of the living church. Prayers and devotions to Mary and saints are common practices in Catholic life. These devotions are not worship, since only God is worshipped. The church teaches the saints do not cease to intercede with the Father for us. So, by their fraternal concern, is our heavenly weakness, our weakness greatly helped. Let me just digress a little bit from here. I will continue later. If you look at the book of Hebrews, we're told that there's, there's, a, there's an heavenly church. So, so this, this belief, this first paragraph I just read is in alignment with that, that there's an heavenly church. The same way we still pray in the Olorai of Abalolao. 
we still believe that we, if, if, if we, that means we pray in his name because, we don't pray in his name. We pray in the name of his God, but we are referencing him in a way because we believe that he's still living. That is emotionalism. That is not true. Uh, we, we used to say that. That is not, well, the, the fact that we say it doesn't make it true. Okay, okay. And sorry, my, my grandmother was alive when Babalola was alive. See, my grandmother died. She always said that Babalola always say, be saying your God, don't say my God, till he died. So we, the fact that we have been disobedient to the your Babalola himself, he said, don't, call, don't say the God of me. He said, call him your own God. So we, so, so, so that we understand, yeah. we may be disobedient. Doesn't make it true. right. Yeah, yeah, but go, yeah. go ahead. I just want us to understand the Catholic doctrine. Okay. So that uh, it is when we understand the Catholic doctrine, we'll be able to judge rightly. So the second paragraph says, Catholic venerates Mary with many titles such as Blessed Virgin, Mother of God, Help of Christians, Mother of the Faithful. She is given special honor and devotion above all other saints. But this honor and devotion differs essentially from the adoration given to God. Catholic do not worship Mary, but honor her as Mother of God, Mother of the Church and as a spiritual mother to each believer in Christ. She is called the greatest of the saints, the first disciple, the queen of heaven, Revelation 12, verse 1. Catholic belief encourages following our example of holiness. Prayers and devotions asking for an intercession such, such as the rosary, the Hail Mary, and the memorial are common Catholic practices. The church devotes several liturgical feasts to Mary, Mainly the Immaculate Conception, Mary, Mother of God, the Visitation, the Assumption, so the Nativity. Because of time. I'm yeah. almost done, sir. Okay, sir. Just like three lines left. The Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary are in the Americas, the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. Pilgrimage. So basically, let me help you. So that let, let's just okay. summarize it. Okay. Revelations 12, 1. So that you understand that a lot of things they may be on the internet, but they are not true. Revelations 12, 1. Then I witness in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. This is a figurative expression of who? Tell me. Is he a lie? No, that's not Mary. Go, read, read Revelation 12. Open it. Open it. Let's look at what the Bible says. Let's read the Bible together. Revelation chapter 12. So we can see that the whole doctrine is built on, see, so the, what is called heresy. Heresy is truth with a little bit of lies or, or covered with lies. They will be truth. Jehovah's Witness will tell you, Jehovah, is it not the name of God? Yeah, that's true, but covered with lies. So Revelation chapter 12, anybody wants to read for us? Yes. 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 And cried out in pain of childbirth. Yes. And then another sign alongside the first. Yes. A huge and fiery dragon. Yes. It had seven heads and Go ten ahead. horns. A crown on each of the seven heads. Yes. With one flip of his tail, it yes. knocked a third of the star from the sky. So who is that dragon now? One flip of his tail, who is the dragon? Satan. He brought down one third of the angels. That's a figurative expression. But we're still going to look at the figurative expression of that woman that Catholic doctrine claim was Mary. But let's go ahead. And dumped 
them on her. Yes. The dragon crouched before the woman in childbirth. Yes. Poised to eat up the child when it came. Yes. The woman gave birth to a son. Yes. Who will shepherd all nations. Yes. With an iron rod. Yes. Her son was seized. Yes. And placed safely before God on his throne. Yes. The woman herself escaped to the desert. Yes. To a place of safety prepared by God. So who is this woman? Go ahead. Let's finish that chapter. All comforts provided are for 1,200 three and a half years. Who is this? Is this Mary? This is talking about the preservation of Israel during the time of uh, tribulation. Is Mary going to be kept in the wilderness for three and a half years? This is talking about the 144,000 Israelites that will be sealed and they will not be harmed by the, by the uh, Antichrist. So the, the figurative expression of the woman with, 12, with sun and the moon and 12 stars 12 tribes of Israel, uh, when Joseph had a dream, the same thing he had. When Joseph had a dream, he saw the, the sun, the moon, and the 12 stars bow before him. And the father interpreted it that, do you mean that me, your mother, and your brothers will bow for you? So that's a figurative expression of Israel. That Israel gave birth to a son. Do you understand? Then Israel itself will be preserved, because they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah now. But what the Bible is saying is that after the rapture, they will not accept that Jesus is the Messiah. And the Antichrist will not be able to hurt them. So they will be preserved for 1,260 days. So can you see that the whole doctrine, they, you, if you see Bible verse, you just see that Revelation 12, 1. You think, ah, it's Bible now, at least it's there. The whole doctrine is, is truth. With icy sugar of life. <laughs> it's icy sugar. The cake inside is tiny. Now, let's go to uh, 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 Genesis chapter 20. Let, let's, just, uh, let's use the scripture. It's good to... Let, Genesis chapter 20 verse 4. Genesis 24. Anybody? Genesis. Genesis. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Exodus. My bad. Exodus 24. Exodus 24. Yes, sir. Any likeness of anything that is anything. In don't make unto yourself any image that is in heaven above, either in heaven or that is in earth beneath, or there is on earth in the water. Either in a saint in that you that you when you dream, sir, you saw the saints that is in heaven. God said the Bible says we should not make an image of that saint. We saw the saint. We you went to heaven. God tra transformed you like this. You went to heaven and you saw the saints. Don't come back on earth and make him an image of that saint. Let's go to uh, John. John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 6. John chapter 14, verse 6. 14, 6. Jesus yeah. said to yes. me, I am the way. See, this is, our, this is the crux of Christianity. I am not one of the ways. You know that the, the, the Pope said sometimes ago that Jesus is one of the ways. That there are other ways to get to God. Jesus is just one of them. The Pope. What did the Bible say? What did Jesus himself say? I am the way. I am not. Jesus didn't say I am the, one of the ways. The. Or, I am the way. Jesus didn't say I am a way. I am the way. Absolutely. Don't. Okay, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. The sir. truth. And the life. And the life. Yes. No one comes to the Father. No one. There is no intermediary between you and the Father other than me. Through Jesus. No other person. If, if the person go, 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 was the one that came to announce the Jesus into your ears, go, go, Jesus said that there is nobody that can get to the Father 
happened by him. So if you want to go through Enkule or through another, that is not Christianity. So let's balance it. When you say, when we call the things like God of Adeboye, we are not worshipping Adeboye. Do you understand? I mean, if I, if I see this man as my mentor, hmm, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm worshipping him. But ah, I like the way he dresses. I wear the same thing he wore. I talk like him. That doesn't mean I'm worshipping him. So a lot of us, especially in Africa, we, we have this uh, mentorship or eulogy mindset that our heroes, we eulogize them, we, affect, we let their head swell. It's an African mentality. Do you understand? So we, we, that's why we call God of this, God of that. And we brought it from where? From our African traditional religion. It's not necessarily Christian. We brought it from our African traditional religion. Okay, sir. No, 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 no. Who is God? I'm coming, sir. I'm coming. Mm. We're not praying through Adeboye. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. We're just qualifying the God that used Adeboye. And it is... Babalola, please go to God for me. It's different. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for we sinners now and to the other. Oh, Babalola, you are in heaven, no? You, wait. Hey, no, because you said you said we are we are the same the same way. Do you, do you understand? Hold on. Sir, sir. Maybe after now. Sir, sir. Because of time. Uh, hold on, sir. Let, let, I will tell you the difference, but because of time. Maybe after that, after now, I will, I will tell you. There are some things that we can't say in public. I'll tell you the dogma of Catholicism. Trust me, if you. I'm coming. Let me, because let's finish this. We need to draw this line. Now, we, we come, we, there's something called syncretism, whereby, for instance, we do this in a, in a lot of our churches. Raise up your offering. Speak to it. That's not Christian. Is it far? Is it far? You go to, if I look at our babalawas in, in Hollywood. They say, by far, by far, we just brought that Ifa tradition into the church. It's not Christianity. The fact that you are doing it, the fact that a million people, a trillion people are doing it, doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. Let's understand. It is not right. I'm coming, sir. I'm coming, sir. Now, now, the same way 
we say in African traditional religion that my father in heaven, my mother in heaven don't sleep. Oh. Do you understand? It is what we brought into it is not Christianity. It is just African traditional religion. Catholicism is not an African religion. It didn't start from... See, it's, it's deep. Trust me. It's deeper than all these surface things you are saying. I would, I, there are things I won't be able to say in, in, in public, but if you look at the, the, the rosary, because I, I almost got influenced while I was in boarding school. I had some friends who were Catholics. I was reciting the rosary. So until, if you, how many people have recited the rosary here? Now, you know that when you now get back to that big one, they say you should now ask Mary what you want. You know, when you recite it, and go, do you, you re, do you understand? So you start from the Apostles' Creed. Well, I attended an, an Anglican school, so we normally do Apostles' Creed. But you start from the Apostles' that's the cross. You go and you count the, all the Hail Marys and glories. And when you go back and return to that big one, you, you don't even know much about the Catholic Church. You are <laughs> when you get to that big one, that's the time to make your request known unto Mary. No, no, sir. I can tell you that. Why do you think the Protestants, eh? why, why do you think the Protestants, why do you think the, the Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, why do you think the Lutherans, no, why do you think Church of England even came out? There are a number of things that we can't say in, in, in public. Trust me. Trust me. The Pope was just the, the Bishop of Rome. Alexandra in Egypt, Alexandra was stronger than Rome. Why did they, why, why you talk about Catholic Church now, you won't mention Egypt. Then, monastery, if you've not gone, as a, as, a, as a Christian scholar, if you've not gone to study in Alexandria in Egypt, they don't believe that you're a Christian scholar yet. Rome was, was not, why did Rome kill, kill Alexandria? Why, till now, you can't hear of Bishop of Alexandria. What about Ethiopia? So, there are a number of things that we don't know, in all fairness. There are a number of things that, that we don't know about that is not a, it's not, it's not Christianity. Now, the same thing with grill message, with Ekanka. Ekanka, we say they are talking to light and sound of God. God is light. Is God not light? God said, I am light. I dwell in light. And some people are saying they are worshiping me light and sound of God. He looks, he looks, oh, come on, it's light now. And sound, God sees sound as well. So, we should understand that, that anything heresy if it is not heresy, it is outright lie. You know that it is lie. But if it is heresy, it will be, a, there is a little bit, a little bit of truth in it. A little layer of truth. But trust me, the people that are telling you that they are honoring Mary are either not sincere with you or want you to get into the catechism. If you get into the catechism and you get, you, as you get into the, you will, you will know. It's, it's different. Trust me. Is different. Yes, sir. No, we don't pray in the name of Babalola. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me, before you even ask the question. Several times, a lot of our fathers have corrected. 
Babalola Babalola is not Olumiye. It's Jesu. But people will still not listen. They don't sing that song again. Not, we are not worshipping Babalola in this church. Jesus is the one that has the Olumiye. So the fact that people are not listening does not mean, hey, do you know, it is not in our dogma or tenets to pray or to even acknowledge Babalola. It's in our history to say he's our first general evangelist. But it's not in our dogma or tenets. So the fact that someone says it, or someone, if I say alone, we'll talk about that, I'm not worshipping my father. Never. Do you understand? But you can, you can be under a mentorship. It's just like a professional mentorship. Ah, Baba, what course did you do? You know, do you understand? Not that I'm worshipping that guy. I just... So let's go ahead to your question, sir. Yes. Like, uh, uh, we are used to it. And uh, I, I remember, okay, I can't remember vividly, but I remember a pastor wrote a book about Christianity and our culture. Mm. Now, there are some things that we cannot totally separate yeah. from our culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I think that's where one of the issues with this Alora Yababala is coming from. And I want to also believe that it's, it's somewhat biblical. Because when Elisha had an died, he the Lord God of yeah. Elijah. Yeah. Now, this cultural thing, that's why some people find it difficult to actually believe in when you take gospel to them, the good news to them, to preach to them, they don't, they don't, they don't totally accept because they believe it's a foreign religion. Now, because they bring it in their own yeah, context. Yeah, be, be, right. because, be, because when when you preach to them that this is the right way that we have been saying before that this is the way that Christianity Christians should live their life. You look at it that it's like it's a foreign culture. I understand. You. They they Perhaps. designed that culture for us to come and like override our own culture here. And I, I told the brother now that what is white wedding? Church wedding. White wedding that we, we wear suits. It's not biblical. Yes, but now... The Bible didn't say thou shalt do church wedding. Yes. It's just, <laughs> I, I told him that. It's just cultural. Cultural. But yeah. we've, we've made that culture like that is the I right agree. way yeah. To, yeah. To, 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 to do something. Okay. Now, if you, if not, if you don't do it that way, people now believe that no, no, it's, that, it's not longer a sin against God. It's a sin against the people. No, how, do, how do we not make them? Balance it. Thank, thank you very much. For instance, as a missionary, let me, let's give this example. Typical practical example. As a missionary, when you get to a town, whatever they offer you, even if the soup is black like charcoal, you will eat it with joy. Whatever they are doing in their culture, you do it with them with joy. To warm their heart, to welcome their heart. Now, if you go to Tiv, a Tiv land as a missionary, how they entertain their visitors is by giving their wives to the visitor overnight. In fact, it's an insult if you don't sleep with her. It's an insult to the to the husband if you don't sleep with that wife. And you're a Christian. And so, do you understand? So that is when 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 culture when culture <laughs> hold on hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the, the, the basic thing is where culture and scripture clashes, 
culture bounds. Do you understand? So there are some things that, for instance, prostrating to greet your father as a Yoruba man, shaking hands or nodding head or not even greeting your father in the morning as an Igbo boy. He has not, the Igbo man has not sinned against God. Do, do, do you understand my point? That is their culture. Do you understand? So that one, there's no two way about it. But like you rightly said, the, the white wedding or the suit colored wedding, daddy always say it here. Number one, the, the biblical wedding, sir, is the payment of dowry. Because that's the cultural way the Jews used to get married. It's a cultural, like, it's biblical. You must go and ask for this woman from her parents. The father must release. That's the, that's the biblical and cultural wedding in those days. Now, in Nigeria, if you go and do that one, okay, maybe my wife will tell us, maybe customer, customary marriage may be acceptable. But under the law, if you don't go to court to go and do your court wedding, guy, you, are just, you just gave birth to the, for the guy. Anything can happen. They will chase you out of that house. You are not, the government doesn't see you that you are married. That doesn't mean you've committed a sin if you didn't go to do a court wedding. Do you understand? It's not a sin. Do you understand? Now, we believe that the church blessing must happen. Now, I'll give an example about my wedding. Now, because I, I, I'm, I'm of CC background, I, I, believe, I don't believe in, in, in rings. I don't believe in using rings to join people. I don't. So I believe in the using of the word of God, the Bible, because I believe the word of God. And I was getting married in an Anglican church. In Agli Anglican dogma, if a pastor uses the Bible to join in the church, the pastor is liable to seven years imprisonment. Yes. And we don't want to put the, the Baba into, <laughs> into Allah. Yeah, because he called me. I told him that I'm not getting married with a ring. Like he, he called me. Almost like, yeah. And I have to be reasonable. So during our traditional wedding, we called men of God to do the vow, the joining with the Holy Bible. Sir, at that point, sir, I was married. Because my belief, I'm not talking about, about uh, Christian or Muslim now. My belief is that if, if, if I had been joined with a ring in my heart, I was not married. Though. There's nothing anybody can say to me. So I needed to close all those gaps. So I called some of my uh, spiritual fathers and told them, this is, this, this is what's happening. The man will not join us with Bible tomorrow. So they conducted, the wedding is just a five-minute service. Say, say your vow, say your, I, the, Bible, the pastor is an, is an elderly man, so he knows the vow off, offhand. I, mention your name, to so take the, to, be all, to love and to hold. She said her vow, I said my vow. With this holy Bible, I joined the. At that point, I was married. Sir. The one we went to do in church the following day, is not for God, it's for you people. It's not for God. It's so that, you know, they, they used to say all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. So that you people will just keep quiet that I did church wedding. Not, not, that's engagement idea. I was married. Do you understand? So there are a number of things that we don't just, I don't lose anything. I mean, that was Thursday. The next one was Saturday. I don't lose anything to wait from Thursday to Saturday. And you people will now see that I did church wedding. 
so that in future, I don't have to be explaining this. Ah, in the engagement, they use the Bible. to <laughs> Just do it and go. Do you understand? Because some, a lot of people can just say, uh, after all, he didn't do white wedding, and that would be a license for them to, uh, do you understand my point? So it's just to balance. But culturally or scripturally, in fact, what you need in church is just for, for the Christian wedding, uh, own dogma wedding, it's just you, your, your wife, a witness, and the person that will give out the wife. Five people can do wedding in church. The, the, what we call church wedding, eh, that we want to spend money on is reception. The what, what collects our money is reception. It's not, it's not, it's not the church God go. It's reception, sir. <laughs> hope, hope you're able to, uh, just to balance things. How many more questions so that we can know? Okay. Because Protestants, why are they, have you, have you, I want you thought about it. Catholics are not Christians. If you look at a form and to feel your religion, Catholic will be listed separately from Christians. They don't claim to be Christians. In this country, we say we have two religions, two official religions, Christianity and Islam. But you will get to Asso Rock, you get to Governor's Lodge, you get to state, you look at Lagos State, we have a Protestant church whereby they can post an Anglican bishop for, I mean, Anglican pastor for three years, post a Methodist pastor for another three years, post another church pastor for, and we, they have the mosque, they have a Catholic church. Why? They're not Christians. They didn't, didn't say they are Christians. And see, after, please, let's just have a word to, I will tell you how Church of England, the, what we call Anglican Church, came out of them. Okay. Okay. And because even the Catholicism itself, it's not, because they will tell you that uh, the Pope is sitting on, on, on Peter's, uh, Peter's seat. No. Peter was never the Bishop of Rome. The Pope is the Bishop of Rome. History, if you do, if you read a bit about church history, a number of things, you just keep quiet. Some things cannot be said in public. You as in, but you see God in all those things. That, ah, wow. So God was even here. That's why he put all this. See, the, they, they had bishops, and the days of bishops was after the days of apostles. The apostles were never, it, were never, it was in, Peter was in Jerusalem until, until he died. So how come the seat of Peter in Jerusalem till he died, moved to Rome, and it became the seat of St. Peter's chair? A lot of things. So it may look like it. It may, do you understand? They may use terms that look like it, but no, it's not, it's not Christianity. Not Christianity. I can tell you that for free. And the the ah, don't let's talk about the creeds. But like like he read in the praying for the saints to intercede for us. The Bible didn't say we should pray. In fact, angels that appeared to John told him that I am a fellow servant. Don't worship me. Worship God. If, the reason why God was punishing the people that left that were left behind after rapture was because they failed to acknowledge God as God. Worship God. Everything in Revelation was always pointing. Worship God. Acknowledge him. Worship him. Direct. Worship him. Worship him. Don't 
the same thing with Greek gods. They believe that Zeus is the big god, but you have to go through other intermediaries to reach Zeus because Zeus is too powerful. So the same thing. So, but Jesus came to tell us, I am the way. There's no, there's no corner corner in that. Jesus is the way. We go through, we go to the Father in the name of Jesus. Not honoring or appeasing someone to talk to Jesus for us to talk to the Father. When he says, you are my friends, talk to me directly. So if we now have to first go to the mother of, of Jesus, the, the, the mother that Jesus himself didn't, Jesus left the mother in the hand of John. No, we are not going through the John that Jesus left the mother in his hand. We are not going through Peter who was crucified upside down. Do you understand? We are not going through, the, through Paul who wrote one third of New Testament. Do, do you understand my point? If it's the relationship, John said, ah, this is the same Jesus I put my head on his bosom. Why are we not going through John? Why, and why, why didn't some people have come to say we'll start going through John? Because John was the closest to Jesus. John was closer to Jesus than Mary. There was a time Mary came uh, uh, outside when Jesus was preaching. Tell Jesus to come out to that his mother and his brother are waiting for him. What did Jesus say? Which in other words, yeah, get out of here. He did that to the mother on earth. Why the mother and father that Jesus said, these are my mother and father. And we know, the Bible says John was called John the Beloved. Because he was the most beloved of Jesus. Why are we not going through John? Why are we not praying, asking John to intercede for us to Jesus? At least they were the closest on earth. According to the Bible. Do you understand? And that woman, that thing, is not Mary. Is a God that is a goddess that appeared. It's not, there no, that thing that's, that thing that is that statue is not Mary. It's not Mary. Research on it. You see, it's a goddess that appeared to some people. Eh? There are things that we should not say in public. Trust me. That's not Mary. That's not Mary, the mother of Jesus, actually. Any other question? Someone was raising their hand. So we can round up. One, two. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, <laughs> for bringing the lighter stuff. Okay, um, I had the opportunity to teach in a Muslim secondary school some couple of years back. Okay, sir. And then uh, there have been several arguments, and then, you know, I always try to lecture the students about some, their, some of their beliefs. And then there was a, a mother, I mean, one of my favorite students, her mom was kind of having some relationship. So... Sometimes, occasionally, she would drop WhatsApp messages on my, on my WhatsApp, and then I would read them, you know, a messages from Muslim to a Christian telling me how Jesus is this, how this is this, and then, you know, most time I'll read through, I'll just laugh and wave it. And then at a point, she now sent one about the history of Christianity and then the Muslim. So the point is that, According to the Quran, that Muslim outdated the uh, Christianity, okay, which I understood. No, it's not. Then, let's, let's, so, so that we just quickly correct that. Islam started how many about hundred about how many hundred years before after Christ died. So it's not possible. That's no, no, no. The concept of Christianity now, okay. 
right? Okay. The concept of Christianity, that was the argument. No, the concept of Christianity started in Antioch during Paul, when the Christians yeah. went to Paul. He's, yeah. I want, so, Muhammad has not been born. They've not born the grandfather of Muhammad at that time. Do you understand? This, so, so she was like, like asking see, the fact that, in sorry, the broadcast. Sir, because of time. The fact that someone posted something on WhatsApp doesn't mean it's true. No, 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 no. I'm okay. not saying it's true. Yeah, no, Maybe I, you, you, you hear me first. Okay, let, let me. Okay? Uh, the thing is, she, she was like saying those things just to prove to me that uh, a Muslim has been a name, an household name ever since the concept of Christianity. To which, you know, I never bothered to reply those. But then I had to start opening the scripture and then explain to her that, fine, Jesus is not referred to the disciples as Christian because he has a more beloved name he called them. It was after Jesus that the disciples were now called Christian because they saw the similarity. So I want to, I want to ask, in such situation, normally, you know, it's a parent to teacher relationship. Oh. I, I, I didn't want to, like, respond, but then it, it's kind of shocky. So I had to, like, force myself to say something about it because I wanted to respect their own religion, too. Yeah, yeah, Praise no, God. So, but in a situation like that, what, do, what, 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 what could be our best approach to addressing such a case? Th thank you, sir. Number one, I think it's just, they are just being emotional. Everybody knows when they born, then when they gave birth to Muhammad. Do you understand? That, so the fact, in fact, one, a, a Muslim scholar that once argued with me, what, what his argument was that um, Judaism started first, that's the religion of the Jews, an update of Judaism is Christianity, and then an update or an upgrade of Christianity is Islam. So this is the first time I'm hearing someone claiming that Islam, pre, uh, they, what they claim is, oh, uh, Judaism was getting outdated, Christianity came to upgrade it. So Christianity was getting outdated, then Islam came to upgrade it. So what I told him is that there are several other religions that came after Islam. So have they upgraded your own? So that's that's even out of it. Now, if you look, if you read the book of Acts, I think chapter four, they weren't called Christians at first. They were called followers of the way. That was the name. That was their name. Followers of the way. That was the name of his disciples. Christians means Christ-like. So when they got to Antioch, Antioch is a is a is a gentile. It's not a Jewish um, community. So it's a gentile. They are non-Jews. So they were telling them about Christ, anything, Christ, everything. Ah, these people are just everything. Christ, Christ. They just just like you are saying, uh, Sunday Igboho, something like that. Igboho is his community. Maybe you know how do we give ourselves nickname in secondary school? Remember. <laughs> Malians. Do you understand? So he's just saying that Christian, like uh, Futerian, like I went to Futa now, I say I'm a Futerian. Do you understand? Uh, if you, are, you went to a uh, unit, like I said you are a Cockite. The same way they branded them after Christ. They, oh, these are Christians. They are Christ-like. Like they belong to the circle of Christ. Do you understand my point? So that was when they call, started calling them Christians. But they were first called followers of the way. Because they, that's even to show you that they believe that Jesus is the way at the, at the beginning. The Jews believe he's, they are calling, uh, he's calling himself the way. So they are called followers of, of the way. A few years after Christianity, the, the name Christians came out. And we've adopted that. Do you get my point? So what birthed Christianity itself is the death 
and resurrection of Christ. That was when Christianity, that was the concept of Christianity started. I would believe that Christ is God. Christ rose again and went to God. That whatever name we are called, it's not, it doesn't matter. So you don't start again about name or no name. But Islam itself, because it, another thing is, that's why we need to address things like this. Muhammad heard, you know, I told you about uh, the, the reason why John wrote his gospel, to correct some errors. Some of those errors, before John wrote the gospel, I mean, after John wrote the gospel, some of those errors still, was still keep being said. It was one of those heresies that got to Medina and got to Muhammad. It was one of the heresies. So someone was, a lot of scholars have even said, that there been no heresy, all those heresies in the early church, probably they wouldn't have had anything called Islam today. So it was those heresies about Christ, about Jesus, about his, his virgin conception, what he did when he was young, all those heresies was what Muhammad heard. That was what got to Medina at that time. So had there been no if it had been the real gospel that had been going about, probably wouldn't have had Islam today. So that's why some of us, when we hear heresies, we try as much as possible to address it. Because you don't know what it can birth. It can birth 500 years of only God knows in the future. Hope, uh, hope that's fine, sir. Hope that's fine. Hope I was able to answer the question. Okay, sir. Last question, Abi. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, I think uh, I will digress a little, but okay. it will be on one of your points about um, um, about the marriage, okay, okay, white sir. wedding, okay, okay, dowry, sir. and all of yeah, that. Yeah. Dowry, um, the origin is from the Jewish, and all of that. The dowry that was paid then, are those women or ladies, let me call them ladies, are they not virgin? Uh, no, 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 no. See, let's understand stuff. In the in the in the Jewish culture, it's a cultural thing. If you if you rape a woman, eh, your father will go and pay the dowry of that woman by fire by force. In fact, they will kill you. They will kill. You. What when they raped Dina? What did our brothers do? The brothers didn't kill the person that killed him. They killed the whole men in the whole town. So, when we are talking to the women too, the woman didn't disvirgin herself. It's just like, don't let's be like those, uh, the Jews, that brought a woman that was caught in the act of adultery. Was she doing adultery by herself? Where is the man? So, when we are talking about women that have been paid, if you, if you rape a woman, or you sleep with a woman before she was married, by fire, by force, culturally, you will pay, your father will pay the dowry. They will kill you. Now, my question is, since it is like that, then. Okay. So the people keep, that have. And we still keep. And we still keep. No, 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 no. Let's understand. Dowry is also a Yoruba culture. It's also a Yoruba culture. I know. Because and, I, and although some people. I I'm know. coming, sir. Okay. Some people believe that we, we have a little bit of origin from Israel. I, I've, I've, not, I've not found hard evidence. But a lot of, a lot of our cultures, a lot of our dressing. The way we, we honor our parents and things like that, they say hey, we look a bit uh, like them. So maybe it's that culture that flowed down here. But in our own in Yoruba culture, 
in, in Yoruba culture. In Africa, even in Nigeria, dowry is part of what makes the father. Either the father is a, an Ogun worshiper, whatever worshiper. Dowry is what uh, you must collect your dowry. Where I'm going is... Yes, sir. Those days in the Jewish times, whether rape or willingly or forcefully, they say the dowry. People in the Yoruba culture, for the little I know, if you are not imagine, they will bring the white clothes. Uh, yeah. But now, we discover that most women, men let's don't meet some. them. Okay, let me say some. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Men don't meet them as virgins. But yet, we still pay the dowries. Are the men, because let's, uh, that's very no, good, no, sir. No, 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 no. Let, no let's let him finish. No, no. And we, because we'll no, talk, we need no, to talk about no, sexual no. purity. Where I'm going is, as yeah. in, where I'm going now is that, where I'm going now is that, for a man or for a guy, it may be difficult to know whether the man is a virgin or not. Okay. But for a woman, we all know that definitely it is easier. Okay. Uh, you know, so, so what me, was your question? To me, it's worrisome that... Why is it worrisome? Worrisome in the sense, uh, worrisome in the sense that, why do we pay dowry? To women that are not virgins. So the Bible didn't say you should, thou shalt not pay dowry. I'm about. saying, or because of our culture. Our and that's a cultural thing. It's not a biblical thing anymore. Do you know in India, have you, have you seen Namaste Wala? Yes. You've seen it? In India, it is, the, it is the man that pays dowry for marrying the woman. So in Namaste Wala, an, India, uh, an Indian man married a Yoruba, uh, Yoruba or Igbo, right? Ibo girl, she had married a Nigerian girl. So the father of the girl was expecting dowry from the parents of the Indian. The parents of the Indian were expecting dowry from the, you know, the parents of the girl. Ah, you married my daughter, now you pay dowry. Ah, no, you married your daughter married my son, you should pay dowry. So those are cultural stuffs. Do you understand? If they, it's not, those are not Bible. Like I said, when if Bible and culture are clashing, culture will bow. But there's nothing saying it is a woman that must pay dowry or a man that must pay that. If you're a Christian and you're in India, the culture says that as a man, if you go to marry uh, a girl, the girl will pay you dowry. It's the girl that will pay you for marrying her. That's not, it's not against the Bible that thou shalt not pay dowry on a man. You have not committed any sin by doing that. So just obey the culture and move on. And because most of, most of the time, most of us, or a number of us think that the gospel is only in Yoruba land, or it's only in Nigeria. There are several hundreds of cultures that they also practice their own, uh, there's a culture that to get married, you jump the broom. That's not against the Bible, it's not, uh, just go and jump your broom and <laughs> marry to whatever you want to marry. But in terms of sexual purity, it's not just for for the girls. It's also for the boys. And that's what Jesus came to, to say. Yes, you said, I should stone this woman to death. With the husband, the man. Do you understand my point? So that, those are the, some of the things Jesus came to correct. So it's not just, in fact, the Bible says that he who, th who, sees, who looks at a woman lustfully in his heart has already committed adultery with her. Not even the act alone. The, the fact that, that's the, so that's the, that's the higher level Jesus is expecting us to get to. Not even the act, but even the thoughts. Hope I was able to answer your question. 
it's just cultural, 100% cultural. There's no, yeah, there's no Bible. Oh, how many people still have questions? How many people? Please raise your hand. Three. Okay, just ask your question together and I'll answer. Yes, ma'am. I don't know. Okay, okay, yes. We can. I, I attended success camp. I attended success camp all through my secondary school. Uh, no, we can, we can, we can. As for a white garment, can you to a white garment? Yes, I can. I can, definitely. I've been to, okay. That, we can, that's not, see, the fact that, uh, auntie, uh, ma, the fact that some people are not doing it, let's understand, those are exceptions. Yeah, those are emotional, thank you, sir. Those are, I appeal to emotions. Ma, 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 all through my secondary school, all through my teenagers' years, there's no success camp I missed. Success camp, in fact, they, there's a camp they have for undergraduates. When I got to school, I didn't miss it for deeper life. Do you understand? I go to, I was in, I attended, I was a redeemed pastor in UK. You're not listening, no. I was a redeemed pastor in UK. I, when I came back to Nigeria, I, I came back to CAC. We do with everybody, do you understand? In as much as you believe in the Bible, do you understand? We're teaching the same, we're going to the same heaven. I mean, we can, we, we do. Uh, uh, Timo's, Abigail's mom is deeper life. She attends our church. We have friends in, in their church. So we, we are friends all over. We are friends all over. We have friends. Even if I had the president, our, our president, some of his friends who were, they were mates in seminary, they, were, they are now Baptist bishops and things like that. All of them, are, they are still friends. They minister in each other's churches. So we do. Yes, go ahead, ma'am. Praise God. Hallelujah. What an easy way to witness to um, a Muslim, okay. e.g., a Muslim and others. Okay, I had an experience today while coming back from work and sharing my tract. I met somebody. I didn't even see him because he was wearing um, the ailment. So I didn't see him, you know, having the bear to even have thoughts at first. And then I didn't look down to have seen his trousers. So I was just like, oh, hello, good afternoon. How's been your day? And then I reached out, you know, stretched out the tract to, I said, I want to share a gift with you. And then he said, from, what's in it? I said, um, um, a Christian literature, something on it, you know, that you could read. And he said, from who? You know, he kept bringing one question. I said, from God. And he was like, God, uh, which God? Uh, which book? You know, and all that. So I'm just like, what's an easy way? Because at the end of the day, he said he was not going to get from me and that he was not convinced enough of what the content was, so he was not going to get it from me. And then he quoted um, the truth. He said the book, that book I was talking about, that God's book, said, um, if you know the truth, the truth shall set you free and all that. So I said, has he known the truth? He said, yes. So in short, we just, you know, said bye-bye, bye-bye and all that. He didn't take the track. And, you know, I didn't feel bad. But while going, I was just like, God, I hope I, you know, at least I tried my... Okay, ma. Th thank you. So there's no, the there's no hard and fast rule to, to yeah. say this is how to witness to then a Muslim. A B part is that once I see you in a job, I already know that you are a Muslim. So sometimes or many times, I don't want to approach you at all. I just, you know, like 
move further to someone who is not dressed the way you are. So is it a wrong thing? Is it a bad thing? <laughs> okay. Um, because okay. I know Muslim, some will even respond immediately. I'm a Muslim, so they don't want to take. So, thank you, ma'am. Very good question. Uh, number one, there's no hard and fast rule to say uh, this is the formula you must follow. For, for instance, if I wear your shoes and immediately said he knows the truth, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. So that's, you have shot yourself with the leg. I will just hang my on that truth. Who is the truth? What is the truth? Okay, what, do you, what is the truth in your own? So, me, I know who the truth is. He may be thinking the truth is a what. So that's, that could be a way to introduce who the truth is. You may not even start with Jesus. There was this Monsignor movie too I watched long, long ago. Hey, you don't even need to talk about Jesus. Yeah, what is it? Okay, what, tell, let me understand your own truth. I know who the truth is. The truth is a who to me. The truth is maybe a what to me. But I'm telling you the truth is a who. And why is it the truth? You understand? It's only, well, you don't even talk about them. Muhammad, they will kill you. They say you committed the hair. They know Jesus is the only true uh, prophet that lived a righteous, a holy life. But you don't say that, especially in the in the enclave, they will kill your hair. Do you understand? But uh, you will have come from the who the truth is. But there's no. You, you, you may be having another conversation with another Muslim, and it goes another way. So just God will help us. You know, we keep learning, keep learning. God will help us. That oh, you just know what to hold on to and. And, and uh, the second question, uh, I mean, let me let me use let me permit me to say it may not be be good to do that. Why? Uh, my mom told me a story that when she was in school, she schooled in in Kaduna, Ebi, in Zaria. So she she met uh, you know the Vashi guy inside the house. So you know, it's proper proper Muslim. So she had one hijab girl. She was just singing how great thou art. She was singing oh how great thou art. Very lo lovely voice. Ah. What happened? Ah, you know, see, Muslims are told to do evangelism by marriage. But when I served in, in the north, when, when we're leaving camp, that's one of the things they told us in NCC and that. Ladies, be careful. They will send their young men inside the church to marry you. They will join Walker. They will do everything. That's their own evangelism. Collect the girls as much as possible. Just get the girls. So they will marry you, con convert it to hijab. So the guy is going on a, on the second round. Marry another one, convert her to hijab. Marry the third one, convert her to hijab. So the girl said that ah, she's, a, she's a pastor's child, though, or something, something that it was, uh, what is Ayojuno in, in English, that made her to go and marry an allergy. So some of them may be in that in that position that they just need ah, the Lord, God, they just need encouragement. They can just call it ah, auntie, this is what's happening now. So you may not know. You may not know. So people, some people can be that. Some people can do strong face, but it, it hits them. They may hit that. They may hide that track and go and read it. Do you understand my point? So, and God, that's God for you. You just drop the seed. Leave the, leave the germination to God. 
that man that you talk about that, he may, he may, you may know he, all these things we are even talking about. He may go home and be, now be asking himself, do I know the truth, sir? Do I know the truth? That's your truth that you just mentioned that you thought is just wasted. He may, that may be haunting him. And you, you may not even hear his testimony. He may go and give testimony somewhere else. That, ah, a lady just met me and said, I want to tell you the truth. And I started thinking, do I know the truth? That's God. That's something about evangelism. You may just drop a seed, and you, in your own face, the seed doesn't look like it, and it's germinating. God, is, God has sent it. So, but let's just work with the Holy Spirit. Just drop the seed. Drop the seed. But when we, are, we have a, a reason to appeal to people's reasoning, we have what to say. We know how to say it, especially the younger generation. For the older ones, they can be saying things like that, uh, all those ones. For the younger ones, ah, they will read internet and come and download for you and things like that. So, uh, my sister, I don't know three types of Christians, three types of Muslims. Maybe after uh, uh, the, this thing, we can talk about it. Maybe if I read uh, the, the stuff you read, maybe I'll, I'll get uh, what they are trying to say. Thank you very much. I hope we've, we've been blessed today. Let's just say a word of prayers before I leave. Um, we spent how many hours? Quite a while, quite a bit. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Let's just begin to appreciate God for today. Let's just begin to speak to him. Let's just begin to thank, God, thank him. Father, we thank you. Father, we appreciate you. Father, we appreciate you. Father, we appreciate you. Father, we appreciate you. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you glory. Let's ask for boldness. Let's ask for courage to preach the word. Let's ask for courage to preach the word at all times. Let's ask for wisdom. Let's ask for wisdom. Let's ask for wisdom. Let's ask for wisdom. In the name of Jesus, let's ask for courage. Let's ask for wisdom. Let's ask for courage. Let's ask for wisdom. In the name of Jesus, Father, give us courage to share your word. Give us wisdom. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please help me read Luke 21 verse 15. That's what we're going to pray with. Luke chapter 21 verse 15. Luke 21, verse 15. Luke 21, verse 15. Yes. Yes. So the people will not be able to refute you. God is going to give you a mouth and a wisdom. And this is, this, what Jesus was saying here is that when you are going to preach the gospel, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom. That Lord, give me a mouth, give me a wisdom. According to your word in Luke 21 verse 15, give me a mouth, give me a wisdom. That I will indeed be able to preach the word, preach the gospel. Shall we just begin to pray? Begin to pray. Let's, let's turn into prayers. Let's turn into prayers. Give me a word, give me wisdom. Give me a mouth, give me wisdom. Give me a mouth, give me wisdom. That nobody will be able to gainsay. In the name of Jesus, that I will preach the word out of season and in season. In the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for the way you've, you've taught us today. Thank you for opening our eyes to see the mysteries behind defending your word. We ask, Lord, that the grace to be true evangelists indeed, give it unto us in the name of Jesus. Father, as we, as we move forward, even in the conference, Lord, at the end of this conference, Lord, you will turn us to be soul winners indeed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are we giving a round of applause to our minister or to Jesus or to God?